Good morning, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra. Welcome to this episode, and I am so proud and happy to have Dr. Leanne Fritz with us. Welcome, Dr. Fritz. Oh, thank you. So great to be here. <laughs> well, I'd just like to remind our audience that anything that they're interested to ask more from about Leanne or for Leanne, if we don't have enough time, we, I will always put her information and uh, any contact information that she has, I'll put it below, okay? And just remember that we uh, created this podcast because I know there's, we have an abundance, abundance of tools, abundance of insights, abundance of resources, experiences, just stories of on those quantum things, quantum approach, and just alternative energy, energy medicine that you and I can use so that we don't have to be suffering so much, especially if we're growing old and we're so stressed, especially during these unprecedented times. Mm -hmm. So this conversation will be one of those. So take advantage of that and We'll, you won't feel alone and we will make sure we'll all be together in whatever health journey we, we are facing nowadays. Okay, so let me read to you about Dr. Leanne Fritz. She is a PhD in natural medicine. So Dr. Fritz is who you want to go to if you want to live symptom-free and rich optimal wellness. She has a degree in exercise science, a master's degree in live food, vegan nutrition, and a PhD in natural medicine with an emphasis in quantum physics. She is nationally trusted practitioner, researcher, entrepreneur, speaker, and author who never settles for just getting out of pain but rather loves to empower others to, to achieve radiant health. Leanne's multifaceted knowledge of how the body, mind-body works brings a fresh and all-encompassing perspective to the health needs of her clients and followers throughout the country. With so much confusion around the topic of health, Leanne has worked with some of the brightest minds in the world and emphasizes the importance of holding to an evidence-based practice. She understands how to use laser-like precision to cut through the confusion and inspire people just like you to stop settling and start striving for your best health ever. Dr. Lian has conducted innovative research around holistic wealth, weight loss, a study that evaluated the effects of verbal statements on the weight loss process. From this study came her most recent book, The Quantum Weight Loss Blueprint. She's also the author of the practical book, Get Healthy Now, a great resource to jumpstart your health journey. Leanne is one of the few practitioners who uses a truly quantum approach to optimal health by recognizing the role of not only food, sleep, and exercise, but also emotions, stress, and environment on one's overall wellness. 
Because of Leanne's commitment to optimal health, she has been on a whole food organic vegan diet for nearly 10 years. When she learned and felt the amazing benefits of this way of eating, she switched and has never looked back. One of her favorite things to do is to create new and exciting food creations in her kitchen for friends and family. Leanne loves to read, but I'm part of her addiction to learning and research. She, likes, she loves to dance, exercise, invest in real estate, and take long walks to connect with her best friend, partner, and husband, Mike, the absolute love of her life. Mm -hmm. Leanne loves enjoying nature in warm weather places. She believes that since we were na created naked, snow and cold weather is un unnatural and not fit for humans to live, to live in. So Leon is currently living in sunny Arizona and has a clinic in Southwest Michigan. Leanne is a very passionate person, but nothing overshadows her passion for her God, husband, family, and her love to help people to take control of their health once and for all. And she has her, her website, her Instagram, and her LinkedIn information. So you'll be connecting with her. This is just the beginning. <laughs> Welcome, Leanne, and thank you again. It's really my pride and joy that you're here because I really like um, health practitioners who excel not just you know, the, in academics, but in excel in their way that they care for their loved ones and uses that energy quantum medicine. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It's an honor to be with you, Grace. So now, now that, you know, we are in these unprecedented times, mm -hmm. like you'll hear a lot of people, it seems like most people, I hope, Maybe my just imagination, correct me if I'm wrong, are taking more care of themselves. And it's always been my, it's like it fascinates me when people wait when situation happens and then they start looking into what they can do. So yeah. what, what, how important is this really, you know, for taking care of ourselves? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great point. And I agree with you. I'm seeing the same thing. People that have not, you know, thought about nutrition or haven't been exercising or haven't, you know, really been taking good care of themselves for sometimes decades are all of a sudden going, okay, wait a minute. When we're faced with our mortality or told we're faced with our mortality, all of a sudden people kind of wake up. So Although, um, you know, it, I think what's going on in the nation right now and in the world is, is difficult and heartbreaking in many ways, I think it is a great opportunity. You know, the silver lining is to go, this is a warning. You know, our body has an engine light. You know, I always, I always use the example, if the engine light comes on in your car, you could, you could turn the engine light off by smashing it or painting over it or, or whatever, but there's still an issue, right? There's the problem still persists. And the, the same thing is true in our, our physical body, our, our, with our health. If you, you know, have symptoms, little things, you know, things that we consider normal, you have little, you know, headaches or your energy is low or you don't sleep well 
these are warning signs. And I think what you just said is exactly right. A lot of times those, those little warning signs were like, oh, that's just normal, or that's because of age, or that's just stress or whatever. But that is really your body saying, wait a minute, I need some help here. Um, and a lot of people, unfortunately, wait until they have scary news or something really serious um, before they make changes. And so I'm, I'm hopeful during this time that more and more people are saying, okay, you know what, it's, it's time. You know, I've waited long enough. I've danced around with these minor symptoms instead of waiting until they have some, you know, disease label you know, let's wake up now. Let's start doing things now that will, you know, prevent that. And, and really when you do that, you get what I always, I coined the phrase, you get more life out of life. It's not just about extending your life. It's about getting more out of the, the days and the hours and, you know, the time that you have to do whatever, whatever you're called to do. How do you answer someone who they will always say, well, I really don't have time. I barely have mm. time. Look at you said, my 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 children are always calling me. My my mother is yeah. always calling me, and yeah. my husband is not helpful. So it's yeah. like you hear that, but then yeah. you see them also getting mm. more anxious, or, mm. or their health is not doing well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think there's a couple, there's a couple, I'd like to answer that in a couple different ways. One is um, to recognize that is real. That is a reality for many people. You know, time is of the essence and we have lots of obligations. And, you know, so that, that's a real factor. And so, you know, I, I'll always help people fit it in where you can. Um, most people, if you really examine you know, they're, they're spending time, they're wasting time somewhere that could be used to improve their health. So that's, um, that's for sure. But you know, the bigger thing for me is you, you really can't afford, you don't have time not to do this. The self-care is so important. And, you know, I, I think maybe it's overused, but the idea of putting your own oxygen mask on first um, we've all heard that, you know, put your own, you know, if you're on a, on a flight, you know, flight attendants will come around if you have small children and they will tell you, put your own oxygen mask on first. So, you know, in the event of an emergency, you, you have the oxygen to take care of your little ones. Right. Mm -hmm. And we kind of understand what that means. Um, but I, I learned this, I don't know, a couple of years ago, a friend of ours who was actually a pilot said, you know, the reason they tell you that is when the oxygen goes out of the cabin, you have usually about two seconds. That's a breath. You have two seconds. And so it's not like, oh, no oxygen. Okay, give me an hour. Let me get my stuff together. Let me quick do some self-care. You know, you don't, you don't have that opportunity. So putting your oxygen mask on first by, you know, drinking water, doing meditation, um, eating good food, taking time to relax, um, you know, and, and all the various things that come into play here, that's putting your own oxygen mask on first. If that loved one that you're caring for or whatever your calling in life is, whether it's to, you know, be a CEO of a big company or whether it's to, you know, raise your little ones or whatever, whatever your purpose in life is, you can't do it if you're running on empty. You can't pour from an empty cup. So that's always you know, self-care isn't selfish. It's actually just the opposite. You have to do self-care in order to be able to properly care for anybody. 
Um, and it's not just about going through the most and showing up and, you know, doing the tasks for your loved ones. It's about being there full on with your whole presence, totally engaged and connecting with that person or that mission or that, you know, whatever your calling is um, with everything you have. And, you know, so sometimes people will say, you know, I, I don't have time to do that. And I'm like, if you're laid up sick um, or worse, then you don't have time to do anything. So this really, you know, the, the taking care of yourself, um, it has to be a priority. And then if somebody really, to be honest, if somebody pushes me on that, um, then, then at that point, if somebody's like, no, I have no time, I can't put any time into this, then unfortunately, it's somebody I can't help. And that was a hard thing for me to learn because I, you know, you understand, you want to help everybody, but you can't, you can't do it for somebody. And, you know, I, at my uh, late Dr. Dr. Marshall, late mentor, Dr. Marshall used to always say, I'll love you if you let me. And it's, it's such a good point. It's like, I can, I can pour into people and I can help you and I can give you all these tips and tricks and tools and suggestions and um, recommendations for the best food, the best supplements. Um, but if you don't, you know, if you don't do it, you, then I, you know, people that are in that situation, it's, it's really hard to help them. And, and sadly, those are often the people that do need the, the scary wake up call before they're ready to make changes. That I, I strongly agree with everything that you said. And I'm just thankful that um, even when before I came to United States in the 1980s, mm -hmm. I did realize already that I, I better take care of my health because I have these beautiful dreams of first I said, I want to be in the, a missionary nurse. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the military. So everything like you want to serve. Right. And, but then I was also sickly. So mm -hmm. I said, there's something off with I'm sickly and if I want to do this thing. So I said, okay, mm. I think, you know, what I thought that, okay, I should not be drinking all this soda, you right. know, having a lot of candy. So I started yeah. with that. Then of course, when I came to United States, that uh, at that time, most nurses don't really take care of themselves. So I'm watching again, all of us were so, we're so busy taking care of a patient killing ourselves, doing yeah. overtime because right. there's shortage. And then suddenly someone, one or two will be so sick as the nurses. So then the more they were short out of time. Right. So it, it really like, it, I, I strongly agree when you said it, it's so important. Mm -hmm. Then like, how about you, just, can you describe to us how your day is for your self-care or what are those good habits? Mm. And perhaps, our, our listeners can pick up one or two or more that sure. they can incorporate? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think it's important because, you know, I always tell people if somebody comes to me and they have, you know, stage four cancer or something, these people need to be radical. Like it's no discussion. It's like, you can't, you can't dance around. You got to really go, your full-time job should be your healing. Um, but more often when somebody comes and they're just not feeling great, you know, maybe they've got some skin issues or some digestive distress or, you know, not, you know, not super sick, but something's not quite right. Um, you know, it doesn't have to, you don't have to do everything, but I'll go through sort of maybe some of my, maybe my morning routine. Um, and this, this changes a little bit. So, you know, I, I love this question because I, I do things for a reason and I like to talk about them. 
but I also don't ever want this to be the, you know, the prescription for everybody because everybody has unique needs and, you know, um, so typically, um, every, almost every day I'm usually up anywhere, usually around five thirty, five thirty or six. Um, and I know that sounds painful to some people, but I'll just, I'll, I'll give away the key to getting up early is going to bed early. <laughs> so I go to bed early. That helps. But I usually wake up between five and 6am and always, always, uh, start my day within minutes of being up with 32 ounces of purified water. Um, I usually put some minerals in them, but um, starting the day with good hydration is so simple that most people are like, no, that's not going to do anything. But I've had many, many clients say that made a big difference for them in their energy, in their elimination, um, in just feeling better in general. But um, so 32 ounces of water always. Um, then I meditate and that is anywhere from about 20 to 60 minutes, um, depending on the day. And then, um, then I exercise. And for me right now, this changes a lot, but typically I'm, I'm exercising about six days a week, um, three days of weightlifting and three days of running alternated. And then after I exercise, I usually almost always get another 32 ounces of water. So, you know, by, I don't know, what is this, you know, seven, seven or eight in the morning, I've already had 64 ounces of water. So hydration is really key. Um, then after that, I, about every other day, I use my farm, uh, my full spectrum sauna, um, which is really good for detoxification. Um, I'm usually in that for about 40 minutes. Um, and now if you're gathering, you're like, who has three hours to do self-care? Um, you can definitely modify this, but also the rest of my day, I'm full on, I'm pouring out, I'm researching, I'm seeing clients, I'm, you know, I'm able to function at a higher level and I can get six hours, I can get eight hours of stuff done in six hours because of that. So, you know, hang in there. <laughs> um, and then after the sauna, I usually do another 32 ounces of water. If I don't do, if I, on the days I don't do a sauna, then after that, I usually, you know, shower, get cleaned up, and then I make a green smoothie. Um, that is almost every day. I've found that, I know there's a little bit of controversy on that, you know, should you do blended food? What should you put in? What all that? But I don't know a better way to get in the massive amount of nutrition that most people need and just aren't able to get otherwise. So, um, you know, that's, that's usually sort of my morning routine. And then I get around and start working. Um, lunch is almost always the biggest meal of the day for me. And I think that's actually really important specifically for people who are, um, wanting to lose weight, um, because your digestive fire is strongest typically between 10 AM and 2 PM which for most people is lunchtime. Um, so that's when you're going to, that's when you're going to be able to digest and break down your food the best. Um, and so lunch is usually the biggest meal of the day for me. And then, you know, back to work and then work till whenever it kind of depends on the day. Sometimes, um, my days are really long, especially on the days where I'm seeing clients. Those are usually 12 hour days. Um, but I also, if I know I'm going to have a few 12 hour days though, you know, that week before or the week after I'm doing a lot more self-care to kind of compensate for that. Um, and then, 
in the evening, like I said, I usually, I do intermittent fasting. And so I usually eat from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. roughly. Um, so I eat, I have like an eight hour feeding window and then a 16 hour fast every day. So most nights I'm done eating by 5 p.m. And, um, you know, do whatever in the evening. And then I'm usually winding down for bed around eight. Um, I know I'm a, not a wild party animal, but I, I go to bed pretty early. And usually I read for a bit, maybe talk to my husband. I uh, read the Bible at night usually. And then um, I would say most nights lights are out nine by nine-ish. Um, and I found that, by the way, that is another... Uh, important hack, I guess you could say. Going to bed early keeps you out of a lot of trouble as far as late night eating too. If you just get to bed, most people aren't going to eat once they're at that point. Um, so as soon as you're done with dinner, brush your teeth, get, you know, wind down a little bit, that, that can help. Um, but that's kind of like a generic, typical day. Uh, does that answer your question? Does that help? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and as you emphasize that People can tailor it according to their, yeah. you know, um, to their life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and sometimes just even starting with one thing that they've heard now, yeah. and, and see how that works. And I one and thing I realize is that when one is ready to change their life and mm -hmm. adding one, and eventually the rest seem to follow. They do, right. definitely. Health comes, information comes, time comes. Yes, yeah. for sure, yeah. And some of these habits you can stack. I mean, you know, if you, for example, um, you know, if your goal is to get up earlier so you have time to exercise in the morning, going to bed earlier, not only, like I said, keeps you away from late night snacking, which typically bothers your sleep for most people, um, but you're more likely to get up earlier and feel good if you start your morning with water, um, especially if you exercise, then you're a lot, it's a lot easier to drink water. You know, some of these things like, you know, you, like you said, you pick one and go from there, but the, there's so many things that are so simple, like drinking water, that a lot of times it's just out of sight, out of mind. We just forget about it. But those are things, especially if you're, you know, caring for others, you got to be hydrated. You have to have the fuel, you know? I, I often mention, you know, nobody would put water in the gas tank of their car, um, even though it's cheaper and it might be faster and easier. They, they wouldn't just plug their hose in and fill it with water. Why? Because that's an expensive, high-performance machine, no matter what kind of car you have. And if you want it to get you where you need to go, you need to put the right fuel in. And we are way more valuable than our cars. So, you know, all the more, you know, sometimes people think about that and they're like, well, how do you have time to cut up all those veggies or, you know, you know, do all the food prep? And it's like, you know what, it, when you start doing it, you realize how much more efficient you are, you know, and like anything, you get better, these healthy habits, you get better with time. So definitely, yeah, pick one thing, kind of stick your toe in. And when you start feeling how much, how much, what a difference it makes, it's easier to add more and more. And I want to add that don't take our word for it. Just do it and Put experience it. it. Yes. <laughs> because yeah, sure. truly, it's you who's going to experience it. And we don't have to convince you. Yeah. Yeah. Hydration is one of my favorite things, actually. My favorite 
advice for the seniors when the adult daycare centers were open, the first thing I always said, serve them all water, drink, drink, yes. drink. And I make it fun to them. Sometimes that's a super water, you know? And I make a story and some of them just get a kick. They know I'm just making up a story. But then, then when it's monthly, we check their blood pressure. And if their blood pressure is low or their blood pressure is high, I tell them, give them more water. They get yep. to drink. And it's amazing. It normalizes. Awesome. As I long love as it. they keep drinking right yep. there, there. So I said, then whenever they have a little headache, and if, if I know as a nurse that they're not fainting, they're yeah. not, they're, their lips are not blue, when they complain about something, Leanne, I'll just say, give them some water first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a great, it's such a great thing. Like you said, as long as they're not an emergency, let's try that first. Yeah. Definitely. That's so important. Yeah. Um, then, um, so, so when, when uh, if someone comes to you, so we, we have established that it's really important that we do self-care, right? And mm -hmm. and. And I'm glad that slowly that's becoming like a mainstream word. Yes. Now, okay. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of executing it and really doing it. Right. But if someone comes to you and then let's say, they said um, every time they eat or then five, they said, oh, I was diagnosed with IBS. Mm -hmm. So how do we, what is the best thing to handle that? Because they've been suffering for a while. Mm -hmm. And I, and and they some they know that it, it's not just the medication that can help them or if they maybe for a short time, they get better, mm -hmm. but what can they really uh, do? And how do they, how do you teach them to see that, okay, there might be underlying mm. causes or the root? Yeah. It? yeah, that's a great question. And there's, um, it, it's actually, it, it sounds like a simple question, but in some ways it's a complicated question because I, I've helped many people with this issue and many people need, you know, I can have 10 people with the same symptoms that you just described and they may have 10 different remedies based on, you know, what's going on in their specific situation. And um, so, you know, the first thing is always, I, you know, I often talk about a commitment to your own health. Uh, another one of my mentors, you may know, Dr. Gabriel Cousins always says, um, you have to love yourself in order to heal yourself. Um, and it kind of goes with, with what Dr. Marshall would always teach. It's like, you know, why, why would you even spend any time on your own self care and, and helping yourself if you don't have, if you don't believe you have value. So, you know, part of it is, you know, I start there because if people aren't committed to making changes, then I can't help them. You know, if you have IBS, um, guaranteed there are physical and most likely some non-physical causes of that, that like you said, we want to get to the root cause. So at that point, it's not just as simple. Um, changing your diet is huge. That's really important. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm big on good nutrition, of course. Um, but that's one of several factors, you know. Um, so a, a whole food plant-based diet, and I'm, I'm really big on whole foods um, because so many people, when they talk about a vegan diet, you know, there's a lot of foods that are vegan that are not healthy. You know, you can, you can go into any health food store and get vegan cookies and donuts and pizza, and, you know, whatever. Um, 
And, you know, that stuff may be okay on occasion, but that's not what you want to be living off of. You know, let's remember, just like the gas that you put in your car is what your car has to use for fuel, whatever you put in your body, good or bad, if it is cell resonant, in other words, it, it resonates or connects or vibrates with healthy cells, then it will make you healthier and stronger. If it is not cell resonant, um, in other words, it doesn't vibrate at the same frequency as healthy cells, then it will have a, um, could be dramatic, could be more subtle, but it will have a weakening effect on your body. So everything you put in or on your body is important. So definitely food is key. Whole food is key. Um, having the um, you know, raw materials that your body can use is key. But another big one in that situation is going to be stress. Um, because any digestive issue, so stepping back a little bit, when you have a high stress lifestyle, now I'm not talking about our body was actually created really, um, amazingly to deal with stress, you know? So, um, everything's going fine. You're running at, let's say a, a zero or a one or a two on the one to 10, zero to 10 stress level. Um, and you know, a bear jumps out or a lion jumps out, your, your stress level, of course, spikes. It goes up, it goes up to a 10, your body gets, um, you know, it, your blood flow increases, you can fight or you can run, but that is meant to get you out of danger and you either survive and then come back down or you die and you don't have to worry about it, right? But one way or the other, um, that's a short-term thing. The problem in cases like IBS and other digestive issues, and really many, many of the chronic diseases that we talk about and hear about. The problem with these things is that most people are at like a six or seven on that stress level all the time. And although our body is really efficient at, you know, kicking in that sympathetic nervous system for a short time, it's not meant to live there. You know, the short time is like you hear about these you know, small hundred pound women that lift a, lift a car up to get a loved one out from under or something like that. Yeah, that's great. That's nor that, that is real. That can happen. The superhuman strength. It lasts about two minutes, if that, and then you don't need it anymore. So you come back down. Um, if you never come back down, it's really difficult for your body to heal. So that high stress lifestyle, and this sort of sort of plays in with your, um, you know, purpose of this podcast is that when you're under constant stress, um, it's really hard on your, uh, digestive tract and it's hard on your immune system. Well, why would that be? If you're about to get, uh, attacked by a lion metaphorically, you know, if, if your stress is about to take you out, do you really need to worry about fighting a little infection or, or, um, you know, breaking down your amino acids. Do you really need to worry about that? Not really. You need, all you need, like in, um, from a big picture standpoint, all you need at that point is emergency care. You need your brain to work properly. You need to be able to run or fight. Um, but you don't need, it's the same. It's one of the, it's one of the reasons infertility is such a big issue right now. You think your body wants to create new life and, and, you know, do all, take all the energy involved in, um, you know, forming a new human when you're running for your life. It's, it's more like, okay, priority number one is make sure we're going to make it right. Then once we know we're safe, 
then we can, we can rest and digest. We can go into that parasympathetic state where your body is, um, you know, able to do some of these like normal metabolic functions. So, um, you know, I, I know it's not super sexy, but if somebody can't, if, if somebody does, you know, just give me a, what supplement can I take or what food, you know, what can I do? There's definitely things that will help with that, but the stress has to be reduced in some capacity. Um, you know, I always tell people, I think it's important to do a little bit of anti-stress every day. So some days that might be 10 minutes. It might be 10 minutes of just sitting in the grass. It might be 10 minutes of, you know, watching something that makes you laugh, something where you can just check out and relax or whatever. But then 10 minutes, okay, that's good for kind of a daily thing, but at least once a week, we need a day, you know, we need a day of rest. Even God did that, right? And so, um, you know, and then monthly, maybe you take a weekend off or, or whatever. And I understand, especially in the case of a, a caregiver, um, whether it's for somebody sick or just, you know, the super mom that has three kids and, you know, how, however you look at that, um, I know that's not easy. It takes some prioritizing, um, but it's really important to be able to heal the gut or any other part of your body, um, you know, to, to be able to have that anti-stress time, whatever that is for you. You know, for some people, it might just be being able to read a book uninterrupted, uh, you know, whatever. It can be anything. Um, but that has to be a part of every healing routine. These are all awesome information. Um, it, uh, one thing that reminded me is, you know, how, when people just think about the fight or the flight, right. Mm -hmm. But they don't, they have to focus on that there's a happy medium mm. and for me that is that what you're saying about this relaxation because mm -hmm. it's it's sort of like underestimated that, yeah. that relaxation is as a whole lot of key to many things Definitely. and you did mention about those um, people women or couples who wanted to have children mm -hmm. and uh, stories when oh the woman or they took off had a vacation maybe yeah. Yeah. for a year, if mm -hmm. they were able to do that. And suddenly they are able to have children. Right. And I have uh, stories of they couldn't, first they couldn't um, have their own child, so they adopted. Yeah, took and the pressure that's off. That's love, right? So now with that family love, bonding, dopamine, serotonin, you know, mm -hmm. then suddenly there's a new baby coming. They're right. open baby so that relaxation is really key yeah when I came sure. to the united states again okay in in coming from the philippines it's mm -hmm. like most most people have their children it's not 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 a lot of issue of infertility sure. yeah then i come to the united states they're struggling to have babies mm -hmm. but then you look at the lifestyle so those are all crucial tips mm -hmm. that you said about stress and like now right so again i always have a conversation with will be meaningful all the time when we could even connect it with the current events mm. that people are scared of getting sick children mm. will say oh you know like my little grandbabies i haven't spent time with them till just last weekend and mm. so then the little one said you know the virus is outside so I said, and they said it with like caution. So I said, 
So what, what I, I just told them, I says, yeah, they are, but they're inside too. They're in your body too. They're here, they're there. They're, so I said, it's okay. So mm-hmm. then yeah. I say, make friends with them. Mm. And then I, I then I tell them how they can make friends in the, you know, the w- words that they can understand. So mm. I like, I like what I came out with because it just comes out of your, yeah. your intuition to say, what do you answer? Yeah. So now, now, so with that too, what, what, what can we say to mm. the viewers who in this current time, times are scared, scared mm-hmm. and to understand that, okay. Yeah. It either break you or make you. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think one thing I love I love that you have an opportunity to share with your grandkids at that age, you know, so they can start to understand this. But I yeah, I think there's there's a couple things that are really key here. One is um, fear, at least in part, comes from a lack of information. And I'm always, I'm really big on looking at what does the evidence actually say? Um, so when we're talking about this virus and I, you know, I won't go too deep into this, but if you haven't understood, first of all, the evidence is very clear that fear, the, the emotion of fear suppresses the immune system. So, um, you know, it's really important to stay out of fear. You start feeling that fear response. Okay. What do I need to know? Who can help me get some information? How can I look things up? Because, um, you know, fear in itself suppresses your immune system. Maybe switch fear, shift it more into curiosity or learning or empowerment. Um, so, you know, that's, that's something to take note of. The other thing is, um, in terms of gaining information, I, I had a, a private event that I did for my clients when this all started a few months ago. And, um, one of the things we talked about significantly is nobody would be afraid if they understood how the immune system worked. Nobody would be afraid. Um, sick people are more likely to get sick. Now, let me reshape and define that word sick. Um, we have developed a really low standard for health in this country. Um, and so most people don't consider themselves sick, or maybe I should say they consider themselves healthy, as long as they don't have some major chronic disease that's making them so they can't get out of bed or, you know, something like that. Our standard for health should be much higher than that. We have normalized sickness. People think PMS issues and headaches and exhaustion and sleep challenges and digestive disturbance and People think this is all normal. Um, even decreased vision and you know thin skin and things like that as you get older, people think this is all normal. Well, it may be happening a lot, but that doesn't mean it's healthy. And so, um, you know, who who's more susceptible to this or any other virus? People who aren't taking care of themselves. Um, so whether that is people who are under high stress people who have high, you know, blood sugar issues, people who are overweight, and it's not the weight in and of itself, it's that adipose tissue or fat tissue um, sequesters toxins. So you're more likely to be holding on to a lot of toxic material if, um, you know, if you have extra weight to lose. So you know, when you start thinking about it that way, there's like a thousand things you can do right now in this moment 
you know, that can upgrade your uh, bulletproofness against any infection, right? Um, sleep, go to bed. I mean, sleep is one of the most powerful things you can do for your immune system. How come nobody talks about that? There's one reason nobody talks about that. You can't bottle it up and sell it, right? It's the same with water. I mean, you're going to have a hard time achieving optimal health if you're dehydrated, which so many people are. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying all you have to do is, you know, eat vegetables and, you know, you're bulletproof. There's much more to it than that. But if you're under, you know, chronic stress, what happens when you're under stress? Many things. But one of the things that happens almost instantly is you start breathing really shallow in that top third of your lungs and you're not doing deep breathing and filling your whole body with oxygen. Um, you know, a low oxygen state is part of the issue with wearing masks. You, as soon as you go into a, I, I'll stop there, but as soon as you go into a low oxygen state, your whole body suffers. That's not just something where you, you know, you don't feel good for a minute. I mean, you're starving your, your cells for fuel. Um, so, you know, as far as, you know, what can we do and how do we stay out of fear? It's empowering yourself. It's saying, okay, this stops here. I'm going to love myself enough to heal myself. And you know what I don't need to do? I don't need to spend an hour scrolling Facebook. I could spend that hour or watching TV or, you know, whatever you're, um, we all have a time waster, you know, in, in some capacity. So maybe if you take that hour and instead um, read an empowering book or go for a walk or laugh with your toddler or, you know, whatever that is, um, make good food, make good food with your family, um, grow your own food, whatever that is, there's so many things you can do that just continually make your body stronger and stronger and stronger and more and more uh, resilient against any kind of pathogen. I mean, whatever you want to call it, um, the immune, it all works the same way. Uh, but again, your immune system is not, it's not wanting to work real hard when it doesn't, when it, you're fighting for survival, you know? So you've got to get out of that fight or flight you know, state so your body can heal, repair, restore. Um, and like I said, sleep is a huge part of that. These are fantastic tools that everyone can use and they're really available. While you were talking about the, you know, wearing your body down, I, my imagination is back to like your car or anyone's car or a house. If you see like a leak or your engine in the car keeps going off and you're just ignoring it or before you know it, you, you'll break down in the middle of a highway. Yes, exactly. And, and so what, how, can you um, teach us more on, cause I know that your book on, on the weight loss is powerful. Mm -hmm. Can you teach us more on the power of words? Cause yeah. you know, sometimes I even have a, I prefer not to name this unprecedented time, but I did, it doesn't feel easy on my mouth to say it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I, I just got a habit of not saying it. So what, you know, connect us again on our health and the words that came out, comes yeah. out of our mouth. Yeah. Okay, so this, is, this goes back a little bit for me on how I got sort of involved in a degree that even has anything to do with quantum physics, because this is not what I came out of the womb wanting to do. 
Um, but the, the short story is my first degree was in exercise science. My bachelor's degree was in exercise science. And I thought everything was exercise. We could fix everything with exercise. And I started working with people and some people would just, they would feel amazing and they would reach all their goals right away. And exercise really was a huge key for them. Other people would work out just as hard and do the same things and they wouldn't get those same results. So I kind of grew frustrated and that's when I went and, and did some more work in nutrition and then I'm like, oh, okay, it's all nutrition. Um, and same thing would happen. Some people would eat a great diet and everything would get better and other people would eat this perfect diet and they wouldn't get better. Um, and for those of you listening, you may be one of these people that's like, oh, it's so frustrating. I feel like I've tried everything. I've eaten good, I've exercised, you know. Um, and of course, anytime somebody tells me they've eaten a good diet and it didn't work, I'm always like, okay, well, tell me what you mean by a good diet, you know? So there, there, there's some variance there, but, um, but that, that can happen. So then I started looking into what are we missing? What else is going on? Um, yes, of course, there's food allergies and there's, you know, a pH that's off and there's all kinds of low grade infections and, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors that can hinder a person's you know, healing. Um, but what it essentially brought me to is the mindset, the words we use, um, basically all the emotions, all the non-physical reasons, um, or the non-physical aspects of health that play a huge role. So, it, you know, in general, most people know somebody who's really negative. And what happens to those people? Negative things always seem to happen to those people, right? Um, if they're always talking about, I never have any money or I never have any time, things always come up to fill up their, you know, their debts and to fill up their time. But you take somebody else who, you know, no matter what happens, they're saying, thank you. I, I understand the gift in this. I'll make, you know, uh, lemonade out of lemons. And, you know, they're just really positive more positive things tend to come to those people. So I started learning about um, meditation and, um, you know, the power of words and, and how that matters. And um, there was a study done, I believe it was in Washington, DC. They took a group of meditators um, and Washington, DC is one of the higher crime cities in the country. They took a group of meditators and they brought these meditators into the city and they meditated. They was like a, a peace meditation that they would do every day. And I believe it was after three days, the crime rates had almost dropped by 50%. And, you know, even, even the authorities that were verifying this, they're like, no, that, you know, it couldn't be that. So they're like, okay, they take the meditators back out, crime goes back up. They brought them in and out like three or four times. Um, and so, you know, every time they would come in and meditate on peace, um, lo and behold, the crime would go down and then they would go out and it would come back up. And, the, you know, the, there was this consistent relationship where this was happening. Um, so, you know, what do you make of that? Well, we know the same thing happens for people like in the hospital. You take a, and it, it's, it really is any religion you go into a hospital and pray over sick people that they would become well and put that out there. These people tend to recover quicker with less side effects, um, more efficiently than people who aren't prayed for. Um, and so I just start this, this. These are the kind of things in science. 
um, in research, which there's a lot of corruption in research, but in science, they don't know, they don't know what to do with that. They're like, they can't argue it, but they can't explain it. And anything you can't explain in science, you know, they basically dismiss. Um, but I, I just sort of started embracing that kind of information. Like, okay, well, how could we use that? You know, that's sort of the, in some ways it's kind of the placebo effect, but the placebo effect can work in our favor. If you assume you're going to get better, you're more likely to get better. If you're constantly like, oh, I never have time. Oh, weight loss is so hard. Um, you know, I'll never be able to, I've always had this weight. I've always had, you know, whatever. If you have that kind of mindset, your brain doesn't know the difference between real and perceived. So your brain is constantly saying, keep the weight there, keep the weight there. It's hard. Keep the weight there. Um, and this could be true of anything. It could be healing cancer or anything else, you know? Um, and so, you know, when, when you start thinking about this of like, you know, how do our words play into what's going on right now? Well, it's how we talk about it. Um, these times are definitely new for people, but I, I keep talking about it. This is a great year. 2020 has been a great year in a lot of ways. And I don't say that to be, um, you know, uncompassionate to people who have struggled, but even if you have lost your job or you have become sick or whatever, you're, you're able to see things in a different way. You know, when you have more, there's certain advantages. When you have less, there's certain advantages. And so, um, you know, my, my book, the, the Quantum Weight Loss Blueprint, which came from the study that you mentioned, um, basically it was a four-month study where people had a, a certain statement that they said. And the, uh, the cool thing was I, I actually am not like really super big on weight loss for the sake of weight loss. That's not really my thing. Um, but I do recognize that excess weight is, is a health condition and um, has many, uh, it, it's one of many risk factors for a lot of disease. So I, when I did this study, I actually used weight loss kind of more as a hook because I wanted to get more people into the study. So the cool thing was that what we found after four months is not only did these people lose weight, um, the majority of the people lost weight. This was just saying a statement, by the way. They, because it was, you know, we were trying to keep variables consistent, um, they weren't able to exercise. They weren't able to take supplements. They weren't, you know, they weren't able to make any other changes. And so, um, you know, at the end of the four months, not only had they lost weight, but people had dropped their cholesterol. They had dropped their, you know, high blood pressure, headaches had gone away, all these things. And we didn't even talk about the diet. Now, sometimes when you use the right words and you're, you know, speaking positive things over your life and the life of your loved ones, um, you start craving different foods. You start, all of a sudden there's a shift and then it doesn't have to be so painful. Then it doesn't have to be so difficult. Um, you know, that shift can occur sort of naturally. I had people towards the end of the study, it was kind of funny and it was hard for me. Um, people would, uh, contact me and be like, Hey, I, you know, I'm in the study, I'm doing great, but I really am like feeling so good. I really want to work out. Can I just do a little bit of working out? And I'm like, no, for the sake of the study. No, if, if you start working out, I've got to throw you out of the study. But it was cool because I was starting to see how connected, I mean, you start fixing the mind through 
good words and positive energy in your mind. And all of a sudden there's all these manifestations like craving better food. Um, and then, you know, it's not magic and it's not instant. It was a four month study for a reason, you know? So if you're looking for the quick fix, I'm not your girl. I, I, I'm very clear about that. I tell my clients that like, if you're here for a natural supplement instead of a drug, you can buy stuff if you want, but that's, that's not my game. Um, but you know, if you're willing to stick to it and really make these changes, all of a sudden somebody who didn't want to get out of bed is like asking me if they can exercise, you know? Um, so I used to think it was all about the physical, the food, the, you know, the exercise the, and all of those things are very important. I definitely don't want to make light of that. But the more I study the, the scene, the scene comes from the unseen, you know, and I, I feel like that really, if you really want to work on your health, um, in any capacity, your mental health, your, your physical health, whatever, um, yes, definitely. There are some physical things you should do and, and eat and take, but you have to have some, at least some emotional, non-physical component in there somewhere. Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily, you know, what I'm doing. It could be some affirmations. It could be some form of positive meditation, but we can't ignore the mind and expect the body to just go where we're telling it not to go. If you're constantly talking about how stressed and you have no time and self-care is pointless and weight loss is hard, well, why would we expect the mind to do anything but follow what your brilliant mind is, you know, telling it to do? Um, so, yeah, I think, I think words are pretty powerful. Um, even, you know, in, I, I love in the Bible where it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so sometimes we think about death, you know, don't say mean things to people, but also speaking life over yourself and your friends, family, you know, loved ones, whoever you're giving care to, um, I think that's really powerful. I love that. That is amazing. And, uh, but, oh, okay, it's not the but, but it's amazing. So how about you tell me on the time when you have your biggest pain, your physical mm -hmm. pain that mm -hmm. was, that became like a, your transformative moment, actually, on mm -hmm. how you're doing things now. Yeah, well, there's, there's a couple of them, but I'll tell you one that goes sort of in alignment with this power of words thing. And uh, one, of, one of the big things I had a, I, I would call it an emotional trauma um, that started probably maybe 10 years ago. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm five foot three and um, I started gaining weight. And when you're five foot three and you gain weight, you got like three pounds before you can't fit in your clothes, you know, like there's nowhere for it to go. Um, and I started gaining weight a little bit at a time, you know, maybe a, a pound a month. Well, that doesn't sound like a lot, but after a year, two years, you know, like my weight was creeping up and it was, it was hard for me, not just, you know, for vanity reasons, but first of all, I didn't feel good. Um, and so, you know, there was the physical component, but then also mentally, like I'm teaching people how to be healthy. So, you know, you probably feel this sometimes, Grace, like anytime you have your own health issue, you're like, 
how can I tell anybody anything if I'm not perfect, which is crazy, but it is what we think sometimes. Um, and so it really, it was really messing with my body as well as my mind. I'm like, okay, do I just find another, you know, line of work? I love what I do. Um, but it was, it was causing a great deal of distress. Um, and when I started learning about the power of words and shifting, you know, for example, give you a really specific example where words can be so powerful. You know, you, we talk about how, if you get uh, some kind of diagnosis, don't own that diagnosis. You know, if somebody tells you, you have cancer, instead of saying, I have that, say, I have been diagnosed with, um, because you don't want to bring that into your being as if it's like a pet, you know, you don't want to make it part of your life. Um, but for 10 years or however long this weight thing was going on for me, I realized I was always saying my weight, I can't lose my weight. My weight is always there. My weight, my, my weight keeps going up. Well, if it's mine, then why would I release it? Why would I let it go? Um, and so when I started, actually, it was shortly before I started this study, this is kind of what motivated my research. Um, you know, I started this study and doing these affirmations and my weight started coming off. I was, I mean, I already had healthy habits. I was already eating good food. I was already exercising. Um, I was, I've always been one to go to bed pretty, you know, in a pretty reasonable amount of time. And, um, and so all the things that everyone said was a magic fix wasn't working for me. Um, I actually, at one point was even, I was hundred percent raw. I did hundred percent raw food for about seven years, six, seven years. Um, and you know, I, I think there's a place for that. Um, and all the things I did, it's not that they weren't good, but I had to fix the mindset and you don't do, you don't fix the non-physical through physical alone. And so that's where for me, it became when, when I started changing my words and changing the way I was thinking about these things. And without even changing the food or anything like that, weight started coming off. I was like light bulb, you know, that was transformative for me, even in how I work with clients now, you know, I, it used to be, especially during that time, if somebody would come to me and they were struggling with weight loss, which again, this isn't like my main thing. It's just a common thing that a lot of people deal with. Um, if someone comes to me, they're struggling with weight loss. It used to be, I was like, oh gosh, how, you know, how am I going to talk about this? Um, first of all, it's not easy to get people to change their diet, but then even if they do, it doesn't always work. And you know how we, and now when people come to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I know exactly what to do. <laughs> you know, it's like now my confidence has gone up because I've seen it happen, not just in me, but in tons, tons of people. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, um, it's just fascinating to hear success stories, mm. either from our own experience and from the our cl clients' experience, mm. because in this energy medicine going beyond biological medicine is yeah. fascinating, and mm. it always reminds me that consciousness is really the foundation of all healing. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so I'm. And I like it also when, you know, we could be reminded of what scriptures say or what this God says. That's, I, I like to always say those words that says, yeah. may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. And I said, because yeah. I may have a lot of mental thing, but 
when when the time comes to speak to others, please mm. let it be your words, yeah. not yeah. yeah. What is the best investment then? Mm. Um, definitely the, the best, I believe on this earth, the best investment we can make is into our own health, our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health. Um, and that can take many forms, you know, for some people, if you grew up in just smothered in love and, you know, you don't mentally, you're confident and you're happy and, you know, whatever, um, maybe for you, it's more the physical or the opposite may be true, but, um, we all, we all have challenges and we need to nourish ourselves um, and our loved ones, um, not just with physical food, but also with, um, you know, things that empower us. So, you know, love and laughter and all those external, uh, or I should say internal things that we sometimes forget about. But, you know, let's face it, your body is your greatest earthly possession. So it doesn't matter, you know, sometimes people will talk to me about, yeah, but it's so expensive to get healthy and, you know, the food and the supplements and all that. And I'm like, well, okay, that's fair. And I'll definitely work with people the best way I can. And, and there, you know, some things are more than others. And so you start with what you can do, but, um, you know, your body is your greatest earthly possession. You don't need to worry about your car payment if you don't have you, Right. You don't have to worry about how you're going to take care of your kids if you don't exist. If you're so sick, you can't even be in that game um, or your you know, aging parents or whatever. And so um, I think nourishing yourself in, from every angle, I, you know, I love the word quantum. I love that you use that because I actually like that. I, I feel like we used to, everyone used to talk about holistic but holistic, I, I like that if you're really being holistic, but most people think if you eat organic food that you're holistic. And I'm like, no, 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 it's way bigger than that. A quantum approach or a quantum doctor is looking at this from every angle. So, you know, in the example you asked about you with the virus going around, um, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, yeah, you eat good food and you exercise and you do some deep breathing. That's all physical but also you educate yourself. You learn about the immune system. You listen to podcasts like this. Um, you, you listen to other podcasts that Grace has where she's you know, interviewing or talking herself to people that, that can, you know, knowledge is power when you apply it. And so as you learn more, you know, it, it inspires you to make more changes. Um, and, and then, you know, the, the relation, nourishing relationships and it's, um, you know, we were created relational beings and so we're not meant to isolate. And so, you know, like I said, food and exercise, all those things are great. They're important, but also, you know, and educating yourself and um, having good relationships and having good support. You know, I, I will say, um, my clients or patients that do the best are the ones that have the best support. Um, I have, and it's always heartbreaking to me. I have some clients that come to me and they're, they're very clear that their spouse is not on board. Um, and so, you know, if they want to eat healthy, they have to make two separate meals or they have to, you know, always avoid the, the traps that are all over the house, you know, of junk food or or staying up late watching TV instead of getting the rest they need or, you know, those kind of things. 
the more support you have, even if it's just one person, it could be, it doesn't even have to be someone you live with, but support is another key that sort of plays into all of that. No, that's very true. That, uh, yeah. and, and if they don't have immediate family, I tell them, we still find someone mm -hmm. that can be supported with them. Definitely. So, Leanne, what's your secret of success or success secret? Because I, I see you successful, other than all the people you have helped, because now you have your second book. Mm. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, um, I don't have any magic. I, God's been good to me, but, um, and I do have really good support, my husband especially, but, um, you know, I, I think the more I uh, help people and sort of go through my own health journey, um, the secret really isn't a secret. It's putting it all together. It's all the things you know are good. They're all important. You can eat the best food, but if you have toxic relationships and high stress, um, you're going to struggle. On the other hand, you can be super happy and have great relationships, but if you trash your body every time you eat, you're going to struggle, you know? Um, and so I, I really think if I had to, I don't have a, a, a really uh, concise answer, but I think it is just recognizing balance isn't, perfect balance isn't possible, but we always should be striving for it. Yeah, I, I think I'll... I'll uh, I'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, actually. <laughs> Recognizing for me, that word brings you to the realization. Mm. So it's cool. It's very nice. We can go on and on and on. Yeah. When it comes to holistic conversations, quantum conversations, it, these are like the topics that I will stay up late. It's fun. Yeah. And I always imagined that this conversation would have been so beneficial if this was happening in school. Mm. All these are being taught. Oh, yeah. Then we don't have to do extra curricular activities that we have to pay more. Right. <laughs> I know. Because education is just it's a whole another topic. It, it yeah, all, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Then maybe just just uh, you have a last few words for um, our viewers again, you know, and if you want to share what makes you really happy. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Things like this make me really happy. I love seeing the light bulbs go on. Um, I love I have clients that um, I have lots of local clients, of course, but several that come across the country and I have the opportunity to help people all over um, understand this is, this is the takeaway. I wanna help people understand there's always hope. I don't care what you've been told. I've seen so many people who were told by their doctor, there's nothing else we can do or you're gonna be on medication for the rest of your life or you know, fill in the blank for the various conditions. Um, the body was created to heal itself if it has what it needs. So if your body's not healing itself, either you're doing, you know, you're giving it something it shouldn't be getting or it's lacking something it needs. But it's, I mean, you are not made of junk. Your calling is important. 
um, what you're supposed to do in this world is needed and can't be done by anybody else. So you're worth it. And it's really key for you to take that calling serious. And, you know, along those lines, I always tell people, you know, treat yourself like you would your little girl or your little boy. Um, you would never, you would never send a four-year-old off to school for the day without packing them a lunch. So don't skip lunch. You would never ask your four-year-old to stay up working until midnight. So love yourself enough to go to bed and get the rest you need. You would never, hopefully never uh, feed your four-year-old um, Mountain Dew and donuts for breakfast. You know, <laughs> like, you know, give yourself that same kind of care and you'll be shocked at not only how it will change the way you think about everything, but the, the, the ripple effect that has on the people around you um, is, it's amazing. And it's a, it's a true gift. And, you know, some people call, I, I've seen some, what some people call spontaneous healings where they weren't supposed to heal and lo and behold, they got better. Um, whatever you want to call that, call it a miracle. A lot of times it's just the body doing what the body does best when we get out of the way and just sort of surrender to, uh, surrender to the healing, to, to the healing process. So, uh, you know, make your, make yourself a priority so that you can do what you're supposed to do. Perfect. That's a perfect last few words. Excellent. And what I usually do, Leanne, is I do a quantum affirmation at the end. You know, remember those cards that we have? Oh yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So on this day, I shuffle those cards and with the intention, I say, which, which of this can I share with the audience and with Leanne? And I encourage the, the audience to please, it's, it's suggested that we read this three times, three times a day. Mm -hmm. But if nothing else, in the morning and in the evening. Yes. So this is what I got. Okay. It says, trusting inner guidance after i have carefully studied a situation and obtained a much inform as much information as possible i rely on facts as well as my own intuition and inner guidance to have me to hold me to the right decision in my practice i am powerful after i have carefully studied a situation and obtain as much information as possible. I rely on facts as well as my own intuition and inner guidance to lead me to the right decisions in my practice. I am powerful. After I have carefully studied the situation and obtained as much information as possible, I rely on facts as well as my own intuition and inner guidance to lead me to the right decisions in my practice. I am powerful. See? Beautiful. I love it. It's just perfect for what we all talked about. Yes, I love it. Absolutely. So thank you. So thank you, Dr. Leanne Fritz. And her information will be here. And you can check out her website, her LinkedIn information, and of course her books. And don't hesitate if you have questions. We, you know, you could 
write it, make a comment. If you like this episode, feel free, share it because it's precious and that's why we're here for you. And this is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra. Do check also my um, new website is quantumnurse.life. I like that, that life. <laughs> Love it. Excellent. It's also quantumnurse.org, but quantumnurse.life. Awesome. Okay, and don't let anything or anyone take the joy out of your life. And in my language, I say, Mabalos, thank you. Beautiful.